0: Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Glad you are here worshiping with us today. We're so thankful for you and what you do. Will you stand with us as we worship the Lord this morning and we sing of His praises. Amen.
1: stories to tell about my mom but she was a superhero to us she was always there whenever we would fall as toddlers physically fall and as we as we grew older maybe emotionally or spiritually fell she was always there to pick us up moms are special we moved mom and dad to my sister's house uh, last fall uh, they just because of aging and health and and they sold their home of 60 years and we went through a lot of their old stuff that they had and downsized for them you know and we found a box of memorabilia from when we were kids and, and there were things in there that most people wouldn't wouldn't give any value to at all she had some some newspaper articles that when I played basketball in high school and and sat the bench mostly that uh, had the scores in there and it had, some of them had Jones written there two points and that was circled you know my favorite one was a, a picture in the courier journal when I was in medical school and the uh, very first heart transplant was done when I happened to be doing a rotation in cardiovascular surgery and I was in the back of the operating room when that took place and of course everybody had gowns and masks and paper hats on you couldn't tell one person from another but I was circled with a big red marker and an arrow that said Dave so we were, we were my mom's world and, and she was ours moms are special I wonder what it was like to be the mother of Jesus Talk about your, your know-it-all teenager. <laughs> and I wonder what it was like for Mary to stand before the cross as her son was crucified. You know, being human, we oftentimes ask God why. I was told he was to be a king, and now he's dying a criminal's death. But I think deep down she was thinking back to the angel that told her he was to be the son of God. He was going to be on the throne forever. And she was thinking back of the, the prophecies that she learned throughout her life and how it was fulfilled in, in his, his birth and now in his death. And I think, I think she was probably of the mindset that you people just wait because in a few days, the world's about to change forever. The way we view life and death and eternity is about to change forever. Would you bow your heads with me? God, we just we just praise you for who you are. In these last last three days, I think is me just, with Friday being so gloomy and so dark and so rainy, and yesterday the same way, and yet today, today on Sunday, the sun's rising. God, I just praise you for the salvation that we have through your Son, that he went to the cross and took our sins with him. That Friday everything seemed dark and and hopeless. But we saw what happened, Father, with his resurrection, and we just celebrate that now by taking up the, the bread and the cup that represents his body and blood that went to the went to the grave and took our sins with it. Thank you, Father, for the hope we have in, in your Son. In his name we pray, Amen.
0: May you go before them and behind. Them. May you dispatch your angels concerning them, that they may not strike a foot against any stone that may be protected in Jesus' name. We thank you for your goodness, your everlasting, undeserved, undying goodness mercy. We praise you today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Let's play Jeopardy! Here is today's category. Women of the Bible, successful in getting Samson to divulge the source of his strength. Delilah. What woman hid two spies under some piles of flax on her roof? (coughs) Rahab. After crossing the Red Sea, she led the women of Israel out in a dance. Miriam prophesied to Barak that he would win the battle. Deborah.
3: You all can participate.
2: <laughs> and final question in this category the mother of Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Nobody. This is a very hard one. The answer is Jochebed.
4: Aren't you glad your mom didn't name you Jochebed? <laughs> and we're glad you guys are. How'd you do on the quiz? Uh, those are just, that's a short one, a simple one. But it begins to hopefully introduce the idea of the value and the influence of women in the Bible which in turn introduces the whole idea of the value and influence of women in our world today so on a day where we say happy mother's day i would just say happy ladies day because you guys have such an incredible influence in the world and the opportunity to do that and and so we wanted to celebrate we got a couple things today hopefully on your way in this morning And I know that these bracelets were designed for ladies because I think I might need some kind of medical attention now that I got this one on my wrist. Uh, But uh, hopefully you got one of these in. We'll talk about that a little bit more in in the morning. uh, Just as a reminder of what we're doing uh, with women's ministry that we're going to talk about this morning. And then also out in the lobby, uh, we've been doing this for years, the, the baby bottles for ALC. Uh, There are some out there you can pick up and bring your change. We're also—bring these back by Father's Day. We're also going to have a day in there that we'll just do. If you don't—you know, what we found out is— not a lot of people have change, or as many people have change anymore. Nobody uses it. It's already, so if you want to stick your debit card in here, uh, I'm sure they will take that as well. Uh, but we're gonna have one of the days where we'll do just a bucket fund, and you can just bring some contributions for ALC, uh, and drop it in the, in the, uh, white buckets as well. Uh, we're excited about that. Of course, you guys all know that, uh, Jan's long tenure with ALC, uh, but also what a lot of you don't know is Allison, Stu's wife, is the site director for alc's shepherdsville uh, branch and so very involved in that and then uh, and it's kind of been an important week so far when it comes to the whole right to life issue and we'll just leave that right there for now but pray 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 i this is one of my this is my favorite day of the year for a lot of reasons and the biggest one is that we get to share uh, this time together Uh, a few years ago (laughs) I don't know, maybe a decade ago, I don't know how long we've been doing this, but it dawned on me, what do I have to say about being a mom and about being a woman of influence in the church? Uh, but I know somebody who knows, and so since she writes the majority of sermons I preach anyway, at least one day a year she gets to be up here with me, and this is never as much a sermon as just us talking. So just imagine, like, this is our, like, get up in the morning uh, and just kind of sit in our, you know, reading room. There used to be a dining room. We never used it for that. It's now our reading room and just our conversations that go on, and so I wanted uh, Kim to be Here again this year on Mother's Day and talk about some things and especially this year what we want to do that may be a little bit different is we really want to focus specifically on the things we are doing here and will be doing here in the future, the last couple of weeks, we've been kind of casting a, a new vision, if you would, a, a new idea for the future and, and involve schedules and other kind of things like that. Then we're going to be doing new opportunities to reach people. And then last week, uh, Jason was up here with Tiffany and Matt and did an awesome job of just laying out vision and dreams for uh, children's ministry for early childhood and for elementary and so uh, today we want to talk about women's ministry next week jason will be back talking about missions and then the last uh, the 22nd bradley will be talking about student ministry because we're just trying to cast a vision of what we feel like god is on the verge of doing in a huge, huge, great way. And that is the majority of what you're going to hear from me today. Those of you who have been here for this before know, get ready. Uh, there will be pom-poms involved and cheering involved, but I just want Kim to share uh, just a little bit, and so I th- we thought we'd start off just, why don't you just kind of talk a little bit through kind of the, the history of what we've done, women's ministry, and the the vision for where we're going, and maybe we'll go from there. Okay. And go.
3: Okay, so um David is a little more structured than I am. So our conversations in the morning do not go like this. I talk, and he nods, because he'll go... I don't know what you're talking about, but we're going to pretend like this is what our days look like. So I first brought this because I have a sweet friend and she made this for me. I sometimes occasionally get to teach at CR and it says praise. These are the P's of life, praise, prayers, and props. So I did bring my pom-poms because everybody needs a good pom-pom because we're going to use these today because that's why we are here is to, um, just praise the Lord. That's, that's our goal in life. That's our purpose in life is to do that. So we've been doing that. Um, Shelby Christian was established in 1968, um, and there were some strong, wonderful, powerful women that were a part of that, and we are so blessed by that. Some of them have, have gone on and are with the Lord now, and their names are out in our rem, um, memorial garden, but some are still here, and what a blessing that has been. Um, Jason and the Tiffany and Matt talked last week about their emphasis also was on children's ministry. They wanted to raise up, raise up children in the way they are supposed to go. Um, so we are so grateful for that. But when we came here in 1987, good grief. Um, 1987, we came for youth ministry. There was like one lady circle. And so the lady circle was what every... You just did everything in that one circle. So it was like medicine used to be, that you went to a general general practitioner, and they, like, did it all. Well, that's how those groups were. Well, listen, y'all. In 1987, we came, and they had just started a new group. And I'm not going to say this is a good idea or a bad idea, but it was certainly a conversation starter because the name of the group was the Younger Ladies Group so there was a lot of conversation It's where's that line where you're younger or not younger, but man, it was great. And so from that, um, a lot of things have grown out. I'm looking at one of my Lydia's ladies over there with uh, Patty and Laura. Um, so we grew out of that. David and I transitioned from youth ministry into education, adult education. <laughs> it was just youth ministry
4: for kids. That's all <laughs> 1993.
3: for adults. <clears throat> and you know, we were at, um, a, CSF Christian Student Fellowship in Lexington, and we're talking to Lynn Buckles, and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? We're moving out. He's he has a job. What can I do? Um, and Lynn Buckles was talking, and he told me about a book by Vicki Craft about women's ministry. And I just had—I don't know if you've ever had that—where you just you just felt that it just came over me. That is. That is my ministry, is to women. And so um, I asked David, hey, will you take me to LifeWay so I can get that book? I have let someone borrow that book somewhere, somehow. I don't have it. I was going to bring it and show you because I am also a hoarder. Um, But I've let somebody borrow it. So the first page in that book said to pray. Pray for women who God will raise up to do that with you. So we started praying in 1993. In 1995, we launched our women's ministry that was just incredible. What a blessing it was. And we went until like 2006 or seven, and some things happened in the church and in our personal life. And so we kind of stepped away from that. But guess what? We tried to relaunch our women's ministry and you know what day it was? Mm-hmm. March 7th, 2020 was our first own it. And I don't know, those two weeks turned into two years and here we are. We're trying it again. So we're going to do that. That has just been an, a, an amazing journey for us. So is it okay if I go yep. ahead and tell them all our purpose stuff? Yep. So we are here. It's Mother's Day and and I'm a woman and I am blessed to be a mother. Um, but we want to talk about things that are not just women, because you know what? We got some men in here. Now, I'm not authority over y'all. I'm just just throwing some stuff out there. Um, but here's the thing about ministry. It's not about me. And it's mm-hmm. not about you, whether you're a man or a woman. Do sure. you know who it's about? It's about God. Mm-hmm. That's who it's about. This is a Holy Spirit operation. This mm-hmm. is not a Kim operation. This is not a Shelby Christian operation. This is a Holy Spirit operation. So y'all can get excited about that. And anytime y'all want to participate, you are welcome to give me some feedback. Mm-hmm. But, so this is the purpose for our women's things that we're going to do that are really church. And I'm talking this church. I'm talking the church universal. This is what we want to do. Um, we want the world to know that there is a God. You know, in Samuel, we meet that guy, David, and he said that he said he's, he's got that rock in his sling and he's telling Goliath, that big giant, the world will know there is a God. That's okay. one of our purposes, you all. There is a God. And then we want the world to know and uh, people who attend here to know that he sent his son. And that's what Jesus said in John chapter 14. He said, the world will learn. That I came from the Father, and I do what the Father tells me to do. Wow. I can't even mm-hmm. say that mm, wow. ever. Okay, sometimes. But this is what we want to know. That's our purpose vision, and we're so excited about it. And it goes along with um, our Shelby Christian um, vision, because you know what God says? He says, I don't want anyone to perish apart from me. Right. No one to par- uh, perish apart from me. That's his desire. So that's our desire too. Mm-hmm. So the Shelby Christian um, mission statement is mm-hmm. to reach, we're going to reach the lost, equip them to become disciples so they're impacting their world for Christ. So we want to follow along in that footstep. feel mm-hmm. like I'm on a horse. Um, so here's what we do. We want to get to know God. And that is from Colossians. We want to know the mystery of God that Mm -hmm. is in Jesus Christ, the treasures of knowing Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And then we want to grow in Christ. It says that he's the vine. We're the branches. If we are connected to him and we abide in him, that we grow and we bear fruit. And apart from him, we can't do anything, Mm -hmm. anything of any significance. And then we want to serve. It says in um, Peter that it says that we've all been given gifts. Mm -hmm. Each one of you has a gift, every one of you. And I want to encourage you, even if you just have one right now, don't bury it. Use it. Because God is a multiplier, and He'll take your one and He'll make two, and He'll take your two and He'll make four, and He'll take your four and He'll make eight. And I'm gonna stop there because math is not my strong suit. But He will take whatever you have and He will He will multiply it. So we're gonna serve and then we're gonna share. Hebrews talks about that we're gonna be um partners, we're gonna share what God has done with us Um and for us, and then we're gonna do it together. Philemon says that we're gonna partner in faith. And we're going to go out and do those things.
4: So, so let me stop you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, why, why, why do you think it is so important uh, that we start with women knowing God?
3: So that's our first purpose. Um, and, you know, Mother's Day is so precious. We love Mother. I was blessed with a, a, a great mom. I was blessed with that. In 1907, when uh, I think her name was Anna... And she wanted to honor her mom. Um, So we started Mother's Day. But here's the deal. Um, Not everyone's mom is still with us. Mm -hmm. Not everyone had a mom who blessed them. So we want to talk about what it means to know, regardless of your family of origin and regardless of you know, where you've been, or even maybe, maybe like me, you've made mistakes as a mom. And so we want to talk about, so where do we start today? And it starts with knowing God. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So in the Jewish faith, in the, in the old Testament, which listen, if you don't have the old Testament, we don't get a new Testament. So I like to go there. Um, they have the Shema. It is central to the Jewish faith. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine.
4: It's going to be on the screen. It's
3: going to be on the screen. He said so. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to look at this, it's kind of like a pledge of allegiance to God. Um, That's what the Bible is. It's like a pledge of allegiance. And so it says, Israel, listen to me. And we can say, listen to it ourselves. The Lord is our God. He is the one and only God. We're going to love him with all our heart, with our soul. We're going to love him with our strength. And then he gives those commandments. But this is what he says. Make sure your children learn about them. Talk about them when you're at home. Talk about them when you walk along the road. Speak about them when you go to bed and speak about them when you get up. We're supposed to tie them, write them and tie them on our hands. We're supposed to tie them on our foreheads. Um, some people do that uh, literally. We do it figuratively. Um, and write it on the door frames of your house. Cause here's the deal. If you're walking along, how do you know, and you don't know God, how do you know what to talk to your kids about? Whether it's your kids or any other kid. Um, It doesn't even have to be a chronological kid It can be somebody that you're just walking with It's important to know God So that you know what to talk about Mm. Um, And I love that we didn't have any planning With the music, to my knowledge But they were singing about the presence of God Moses in the Old Testament um, You know, he's dealing with those crazy, stubborn, stiff-necked Israelites That could be us also And he says to them, he says to the Lord, he said, God, if you don't go with us on this Mm -hmm. journey, we don't want to go Mm -hmm. because it's your presence in our life that makes us different. We want to be like you. We want to be different. So he asked for God's presence. So what we want to do is to recognize that people need to get to know that. So as a women's ministry, is our own, what we want to do is offer some non-threatening, like big events that you can invite those people that maybe don't know him yet. And they can come and see and get to know him um, so that you have opportunity to talk about it as you walk along. They'll get opportunity to talk about it because they'll get to know what to talk about.
4: Yeah, when you were talking about writing the, yes. the Deuteronomy, you talking about it, Moses was talking about it. Uh, the writing on the door frames. It just reminded me of like, I don't know if you all saw videos years ago when Tim Tebow uh, was still playing football and they they showed some documentaries of his family growing up and in every doorway in their home there was scripture above it that they had they had plaques made now his parents were missionaries and so a lot of times I think people can see that and go well I don't know scripture I don't I wouldn't know what to to put there if I needed if I needed to if I wanted to and so I think that's why it is so important just to get to know God and if you're late getting to the party you know if if this uh, if this experiencing God part of your life is a new thing that's all right just jump in and, and get to know him and then start passing it on and like for us there, there are a lot of people our age that can say well my, my kids are out of the house well there, there's grandkids and you still have influence over your children even if they're older and so maybe your influence over your grandchildren is actually to kind of circle back around with your own kids and help them get to know god so they're passing uh that along so um what are we going to do then to once we kind of get to know god uh and especially specifically in women's ministry but i know it applies beyond that what are we going to do to grow how how are, how do we grow once we get to know okay i believe there is a god and that he's real and i want to know how do we grow in that
3: knowing him the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom but to grow in him we have to continually allow ourselves to be teachable. We um want to become like him. So um don't look at this as a, a an L for a loser or the red team. This is a triple L, this is a lifelong learner. That's what we want to be. We want to be a lifelong learner because we're never going to know everything there is to know about God. When we get to heaven, heaven is just going to be just getting to know more and more and more facets of God's um, character because he's just that huge. He's just that big. So we want to get to know him. We want to learn. We want to be teachable. Regardless of our age, there's something to learn.
4: Why don't you explain the whole own it Acronym or well I guess that's yeah. what you call it, yeah. yeah
3: so the way that we want to do that, what we 've kind of named our group or our ministry is own it, which is our women's network in truth, because we want to make sure that what we do and what we teach is truth now y'all there the uh, there is no truth has been around for a long time, but I think that we see now in our culture it is so difficult to be able to discern what is truth? You know, is that you know, is that fake news? Is that for real? So we have to get to know it through the word of, the, of God. That's what he's given to us. And to get to know God's word is to get to know Jesus. Because it says in John chapter 1 that in the beginning he, he's with God. He is God. And he's the word. And he became flesh. So getting to know God's word, which I've hidden with my beautiful pom-poms, um, that's the key is growing in that.
4: Uh, you know, there's a lot of people... Today, and we talk about this occasionally, that claim that they are something, somebody. Uh, they claim, to know, and so being able to distinguish between who's real and who's fake. Like we were reading, and Kim found a statistic this week that I was a little bit surprised. It was the number that is, but the statistic that you found was that sixty-six percent of kentuckians claim to be uk fans i married a tennessee girl she would tell you that she is a uk fan what do you know about kentucky basketball go
3: i know that they are blue and white what's your favorite color, baby i know that i know their mascot is a wildcat I know they play in Rupp Arena.
4: Where did they play before Rupp Arena? I got
3: nothing, man. I got nothing. I got nothing.
4: Anybody want to help her?
3: Help me.
4: Okay. Memorial yeah. Okay. You guys, okay. Were, you guys were better than that than the women of the Bible <laughs> for stuff. Okay. Where did yeah. they play before that? Uh, yeah. there, there you go. Ah, Thank you. Rick yes. Well, I grew yes. up in Lexington. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, who's the all-time leading scorer in UK basketball?
3: Hey, Oscar's coming back.
4: Yeah, <laughs> wrong answer. Okay, I that I don't. I don't know.
3: I, I am a UK fan for one reason, because he's a UK fan, and I don't know when. Ooh. When mm-hmm. I, yeah, when I when I was growing up, and my dad was doing stuff, and da da da, and I thought, you know what? No matter what. I'm going to, I'm going to do what my, you know, if he's that fan, I'm going to be that fan. So I,
4: but this goes right, that. this goes right with the knowing so that we can grow. Because if what you said is true and there's, you're a UK fan because I'm a UK fan. Do I don't
3: even have a blue
4: pom That's purple, honey. That's I know like, I don't
3: have one. Oh, okay.
4: Then. I was like, that's LSU. And I don't even know what this is. <laughs> uh, how many people do you think there are that think they're a Christian because their mama was? Or their daddy was. Mm-hmm. And they really don't know. Because, you know, the others... Why don't you talk about some of the other interesting statistics we found this week. Yeah. About the number of people who would say that they are Christian versus...
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's startling. It, it is... Um, it's startling to me that... Um, so 66... Now listen, that was for illustrative purposes. But it's... it. You can find it on the internet. 66%. Um, but what we found through a Barna group poll, and we trust them. They are a trustworthy um, organization. And according to them, 69% of Americans claim to be Christians. 69%. That sounds great, because that's majority. Um, that sounds so great. But as they continued to ask questions of those people, only 9% of those people had an accurate, full, biblical worldview.
4: Okay, Stop. Explain biblical worldview.
3: So, a biblical worldview is um, so. So, we believe that the here at Shelby Christian um, Christians believe that the Bible is God's inspired word. It is without error and it is true from Genesis one one to Revelation twenty two twenty one. You can believe what's in it. It is truth. It is what we um, base everything we do on the words in that. In that book, um, so a biblical worldview means that you know what's in the book, you believe what's in the book, and you live according to what's in the book. So it is a little startling when you think that only nine percent of people who claim to be Christians actually do that, um, because that puts the other ninety-one percent in my chair at UK. If I happen to be there cheering for the Wildcats, is that? I'm there because it's, it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun to go. So to me, that's just very startling and very sad. And that's one of the things that we want to address with particularly our women's groups. We'll have um, Bible studies. um, We want to have prayer groups. We want to have discussion groups um, because in Titus, the book of, can I go there? Yeah. Um, the book of Titus is one of the ones that we use frequently when we're talking about women dealing with women. And one of the things that you need to know about Titus is he was a younger guy. He was one of Paul's disciples, and Paul sent him to the island of Crete. So if you don't know Crete, it's, a, it's in the um, it's in the ocean. It's an <laughs> island. Mediterranean. <laughs> just, just thought I'd throw that out yeah. there. Um, but listen, it was. It was not a wholesome place to live. It was not a good place to live. It was just anything goes. And so um, Paul charged Titus with teaching sound doctrine to the believers and therefore the island of the people who lived on Crete. So to teach sound doctrine is to teach solid, a solid belief system. It's free from error. It's free from extras. It's free from error. And that was what Titus was charged with. But here's the deal. Um, on Crete, people lived with a lot of gods. Like they believed that's where Zeus was born and lived and so there was a lot of idol worship and i'm gonna take you back to um some of you can't go back this far but like to the 60s in america where we had um free love and question authority that's what crete was like the the entire island was like that's that.
4: when we were conservative
3: <laughs> yeah that, that was Maybe we should go back there no i'm kidding i 'm kidding i 'm kidding mm. um, but anyway so the the Cretans even acknowledged what they were like, so have you ever said to someone or heard someone say you're a Cretan you ever heard that mm. No well, they used it uh, you know toward themselves because Cretans almost um, relished the fact. That they were liars. Mm -hmm. That was a part of their culture is free love, question authority, and you can lie anytime you want to. So can you imagine going into that kind of environment and trying to teach doctrine, teach a way of life that's totally opposite to what they're currently living and don't even understand? So.
4: So like people say they believe. But I know Paul wrote a lot, a lot said in the book of Romans, uh, about, you know, if you believe in him. How do we take that believing in him and really live it out? Mm
3: -hmm. Romans 10.9 says that um, if you will confess the name of the Lord, if you'll confess that Jesus is Lord... Then, then you'll be saved. And a lot of times we kind of land on that because that sounds good, doesn't it? All I have to do is confess his name and I'm, and I'm saved. Um, because I believe there's a hell. And, and so it says that I can do that. But here's what. Um, that's not where that, that's not where that scripture stops. That scripture says, and believe that God raised Jesus, the Christ from the dead. That's the, that's the part that we want to include because that is an encompassing word to believe encompasses so many things. It's not just confessing that Jesus is Lord. It's also believing. Now, have you all heard some miracle stories maybe of people who've been buried alive and somebody finds them and it's a miracle because then they, I don't know if there. there. I've heard stories of that horrible stories, but still Jesus was buried dead he was dead. He was dead. And the Holy Spirit raised him to life. And then he appeared to well over 500 people over the next 50 days. So here's the deal. If you choose to believe that, and the, the Bible says, I believe, Lord, help me un- overcome my unbelief. When you believe that, y'all, you can believe the rest of it. You can believe the rest of it. You can believe that in the beginning, God said, and it happened. Mm-hmm. You can believe that. And here on Mother's Day, I just got to throw this out there. We talk a lot about Abraham and this was really cool that he was an old man and had a, a child. This is so cool. And thank you, Abraham, for being righteous and being called a friend of God. But listen, Sarah, mm-hmm. she was really old. And um, For those of us past a certain stage, that's not happening for us. I'm just saying. So the miracle is a little bit uh, as much with Sarah as it was with Abraham. Mm-hmm. But we can believe that. I get so excited. I I really struggle sitting on this stool because I get so excited. This is real. This is true. We can believe it. We can stake our lives on it. Mm-hmm. You can take it to the bank, as they say. The check really is in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just makes me so excited, David. So, <gasps> yeah,
4: I know. I live this. <laughs> I live this. <laughs> so, how do we take knowing God, wanting to grow this, and let's let's I mean, and that applies to all human beings, male, female, young, old, whatever. But for women mm-hmm. in women's ministry, mm-hmm. how do we take those things and impact our community in a way that women can be an influence? The third part of our mission to impact our community for Christ and be an influence. In our community. I know there's all kinds of scriptures. I know you're going to land on Titus too again. And that, that's powerful.
3: Yeah, and I'm watching that clock. I'm going I'm to talk really fast. Okay. So to become an influencer in our community, in your home, at your work. In the church, in the community, um, we have to be teachable. And Titus goes on, and the the book of Titus goes on, Paul is writing it in chapter 2. And one of the things that he says there is that the older women are to teach the younger women. Mm -hmm. Now, Dave Jones alluded to some of the things that they were going to teach. But the key there is, this is for women of all ages. I just want to say to you, I don't care how old you are there's someone younger than you. Mm -hmm. I don't care how young you are. There's someone older than you. There is opportunity to teach. Um, And it doesn't have to be chronological. I learn so much from younger women. I'm looking at one right back there right now that I learned from on a regular basis um, because they have things to offer. The Bible tells them, don't let people look down on you because Mm -hmm. you're young. Set an example. And I know of young people who do that. So no, Are you going to ask no, I'm just, no, I'm just nodding. This is also what we do. Go, go. Okay. So um
4: <laughs> go girl.
3: So here's the thing. Titus goes into this um environment and what he's basically gonna do I'm sorry we're gonna use this terminology, he's gonna try to teach some old dogs some new tricks that's, that's basically, you
4: said that not me,
3: (laughs) (laughs) but that's basically, Nate, he talks to the men too. He's talking to the men. He says the same thing, but you know, that is hard to do. And so here's what I want to encourage women. Um, I have been blessed, so blessed by women in my life. My mom was incredible. I loved my daddy. He was a good daddy and I loved him, but he wasn't even a creaster guy. He didn't go Christmas or Easter. Um, he, 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 he's a great guy. And, and I know that he knew the Lord, but my mom took me to church. She took me to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. She talked, girl. She was there. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. I can't wait to see her again and give her a big hug. Uh, she's not big on hugs, but we'll talk. Um, so here's what we have to do. We have to recognize those women. My, one of my mentors, Mary Schweitzer, some of y'all know her, and she said, you know, no women have influence because they say they're the neck that turns the head. And we have to be aware of our influence, that we can influence for good or bad. Mm-hmm because someone's always watching us. But what we want to talk about today so that we can be an influence is be careful who you're watching. I grew up in a wonderful church home. I had wonderful teachers. I had um, relationships with women of all ages. Some of those relationships were very intentional. I had Mrs. Massey. Uh, some of you all know I've talked about Mrs. Massey who took me under her wing when she was 90. We played golf. Oh, my goodness. Precious. so I had Mrs. Massey, but then you know you also have just circumstantial that you're in a you're in, your in uh, an environment with someone who can teach you. Uh, but the thing is to be watching. I didn't have um, like I'm looking in this room at how many women have mentored me. Not necessarily they we got together once a week. And, and did Bible study together. We went to Bible studies together. We went on trips together. Car, listen, y'all, car rides, they're the best. But we went on trips together. I watched how they lived their lives. Wow. Be watching for those people who are living in a way that you know is honoring God. Keep your eyes open. So here's a problem that we have, though. Um, Sherlock said to Watson... If you ever read, um, Sherlock, he said, you know, Watson, you look, but you don't see. And Dr. Jordan Peterson says, we think, but we don't pay attention. And hundreds of years ago, God said to Isaiah, these are a bunch of people who see, but they don't perceive. They hear, but they don't understand. But we, there is good news. When you ask God to allow you to hear, to allow you to see, he will do it. Don't tell me he won't do it because he will do it. Remember, everything in this book is true. He will do it. He'll open your eyes to what you need to see and he'll open your eyes. I'm looking in here. If you could sit up here and if I could just name every person in this room has had impact on me. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. You know who you are. You have had such influence on me. That's what we want to do. So the problem is that people don't like to ask for help. We, we just don't like to do that. Um, so the greatest of all disorders is to think that we are whole and don't need help. Hmm. But Proverbs 21.1 says, he who does not heed instructions is stupid. Mm-hmm. Stupid. So don't be stupid. Look around. Find somebody that you think that you could ask and ask God to lead them into your life. Because here's what we say. We're going to follow what Jesus said. He said, come to me. He said, learn from me. And that's what we can say. Come, don't fall in the same hole I fell in. Don't be doing it. Don't be falling in the same hole I did. We want you to live a better life. We want you to live an abundant life. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 10. I came to bring you abundant life. And then he said we can bear fruit for him. That's what it says in John 15. And then listen, y'all, this is what everybody wants. We want the joy the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the goodness, the kindness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the self-control that comes from walking with the Spirit that we only get when we know Jesus Christ, when we know the truth. Okay, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Okay, so what? Mm-hmm. We're well, going to do lots of things out in our community. Yeah. i got to stop.
4: Well, I'm just going to say, I know that one of the things we talked about was um, the whole I don't know. Oh, yeah. The whole I don't know yes. thing that you know, now that if you're a texter, you know, it's not just, I don't know, it's what IDK. Mm -hmm. And, and so we get stuck. Well, I just don't know.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Go with that for just a second. Just
3: a second. We can know. Did I mention the book up here? Did I mention the Bible? It's, it tells us everything. It's explicit in so many places, but it it's implicit in what it tells us to do. You know, give generously, um, help one another, love one another, spur one another on, be gentle with one another. Um, it says to keep your eyes focused on heavenly things and not earthly things. Don't worry. It really says that. Don't worry. Be happy. Okay, it doesn't really say be happy. Don't worry. He says don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God will just guard your heart and mind. Oh y'all, the Bible is full of every instruction that you would ever need. But here's the problem: it's not just an "I don't know." I think that it's 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 a lot of it's a lot it's a lot. You have to change your lifestyle. You have to do different things. So it really becomes more of a mm, because it's unpopular, it's hard, and it puts you in a minority. And most people don't want to be in the minority. Because it can be a scary place. But I just want to assure you that if you are you and God, you're in the majority. He's bigger. He's able. So
4: you said something a few years ago that kind of took root, not only here with us, but literally the, in a lot of places around the country that the reminder that life is hard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Good. God Thank, you, is good. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Marcy. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. But life is hard. And, but then there's some other like extensions of that that we need to kind of wrap up with Mm because I think it's part of what we all need to learn as we grow in ministry.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, life is hard. I don't know if you've seen that meme and it says, you know, life is hard. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Being unhealthy is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your hard because life is hard. Um, It's been hard since Genesis 4. When Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden, we have another guy in the building, so to speak, who hates us. And so we live in a broken world. It is hard. But here's the good news. And Marcy said it. Life is hard, but God is good. Because you know what? The truth always comes after the but. Mm -hmm. God is good. And he's good all the time. And so here's what we want for the women. Because women, you influence. You are influencers. And so what we want is we want you to learn that here. So that you can live it there. And we mm-hmm. want you to experience it here mm-hmm. because you're going to experience his fullness there. We want you to know and grow and serve and share together here because we're going to be together there. Mm-hmm. That's the goal is to be in heaven with him. So here's what um, this is in my Bible. I've had it written in my Bible for so long. Mm-hmm. Women love a good romance. Don't you? you just love that happily ever after romance books are one of the top selling books because we're always looking for our happily ever after. So here's the thing. Um, Jesus in chapter 14 of John, book of John, he says, you know, don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place. And if it weren't true, I wouldn't tell you that. But then you know what he said? I'm coming back for you. And we know from Revelation, he's coming back on a white horse. So I'm telling you right now, the bottom line is life is hard, but God is good. And Jesus, the Prince, he is coming back for you. Mm -hmm. He's coming back for you. And so if you don't have that relationship with him, I just say, you know, say yes today. And then get to know him better. Grow in him. And let's serve and share together. Because he doesn't want anyone to perish apart from him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be there. So I'll be looking for Mm you. We're going to the Middle Mm -hmm. Western Gate because the Eastern Gate is going to be so crowded. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's a revelation joke. (laughs) Here's the deal. I mean, what's women's ministry, men's ministry, kids' ministry, student ministry, it's all about Jesus. Yes. It's all about Jesus. And the prince will come. And he says to us, come on with me. So if you don't know him today, we really want you to. I'm going to ask you guys to Stand. Jason is back at the decision room, and, and Kim, I'll ask you just to be down here over the side, because if, if you want to just to pray, Kim would love to pray with you. If you need to talk about decision, Jason and some others are back in the decision room, and I think Stu's just going to lead us in, in that chorus, that blessing that comes straight from the Bible, from the book of Numbers, that blessing to be upon you and your children and their children and their children and it starts so many times not always but it starts so many times with moms and we talk to people who are coming out of uh coming out of recovery and they say i just know somebody's praying for you for me and we tell them well i don't know for sure who it was but i'm going to suggest you start by thanking your mom because that's probably top of the list Been going to war and battling for people, and blessing and passing on blessings after blessing after blessing. If you need that blessing, let's sing together and you can come down here. Kim will pray with you. Go back there and talk to Jason. Let's just worship. And if you need to do something, let's do
5: it. Oh, bless you and keep you. Make His face shine. the Lord
4: You can stop at any of those there and just get to know people. And we got a gift for you out there. Hey, we got a few things that are coming up really, really quick. Uh, May 21st, there's a couple of great serve opportunities. You can see serve. That's one of our big five. It's part of our DNA. Uh, The Twice Touch uh, Clinic that is always held at First Baptist still needs volunteers. There's a sign-up link for that on our website and also uh, on the e-news. And then that same day, uh, we're going to have the opportunity to build a house for uh, a family in Western Kentucky as part of the things that we collected money for back. When all those tornadoes hit in December. And so Help Build Hope will be out on our back parking lot. you got a couple things you can do today. You can, there's a, on the table back there in the back, there's some form you can fill out. Or Jason's going to be back there. And you can just go talk to Jason about helping out uh, with those things as well. Last week, Matt and Tiffany were up here and they were talking about they still need volunteers uh, for early childhood and for elementary ministries. You can see them down in their areas or they're developing a link on the website. But we also need nursery workers. Uh, and so Calista happens to our, our nursery coordinator, Calista, she's actually out at the window in the nursery. And if you'd be willing to take uh, just one week a month or sometime and volunteer and help out in the nursery, that would be a big, big help for us. Don't forget, in three weeks, we go back to two services on Sunday morning at 930 and 11. And but then in the fall and August 18th, we had Thursday night. It God is up to something, and so we just love this idea right now of these few weeks of laying out kind of some vision and direction of where we think God's taking us, Uh, and then we're going to do an incredible series right after that that I'm going to tell you more about as we get closer, but for right now, love God, love people, go change the world. We'll see you guys.